Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to today's program. And you are listening to Calvary Live, and I am your host for the next hour. I am Jeff Figs. I pastor Calvary Greeley, and I'm here to take your questions and your prayer requests. You heard the number just uh, a few moments ago, 303-690-3000. That is the number for you to call and to be on the air and for us to have a conversation. Calvary Live, of course, is the program where you, the listener, get to call in and ask questions, uh, maybe some questions that your Bible reading has brought up. Maybe you got a question about a, uh, a text in the Scripture. Uh, maybe you got a question about Christian living or what our worldview should be as Christians about a certain topic. And I'll do my best to answer uh, from the Scriptures to give you clarity and understanding uh, for you to be blessed in any way as uh, we go to the Word of God, as we go to His truth, as we talk about the things to the Lord. So 303-690-3000, grab one of those open lines. Love to talk about the things to the Lord. Go to the Word of God together. Take that number, put it in your contacts, and you always have it available with you. That number works anywhere in the United States. And so I want to welcome all the Grace FM listeners that are in Colorado and southern Wyoming. God bless you. You are listening live today. But also I want to encourage all those who are listening on Hope FM and Truth FM. You too can call at that number out on the East Coast. Give me a call and all the online listeners, uh, 303-690-3000. And uh, we're looking forward to what the Lord has for us on this show. There's another means for you to be able to ask a question or to give a prayer request, and that's a dedicated text line, and that number is 720-336-0897. Let me repeat that, 720-336-0897. You can text in a question, and as we have time, as we're filling in space uh, uh, in between phone calls or waiting for uh, the line to ring and for us to... Uh, to be on the air together, uh, we will go to those text questions and and appreciate you being a part of the show. Uh, let's uh, again, let's talk about the things of the Lord. We have some open lines. I want to read to you from uh, the scriptures. I know that as we find ourselves at the end of January, uh, the third, fourth week of January, they say it's uh, the time of the year where uh, people uh, are blue, they're discouraged. Um, and the reason is for several reasons. Number one is because we're in the middle of winter, and it's cold. It's uh, it's um, you know short days. We know that uh, it it can be difficult to just get outside. Uh, yesterday, of course, in the Denver area, you guys had a very difficult time getting around as that snow came in in the morning right at rush time and kind of unexpected the amount of snow that you had, and we're dealing with those things. Those of you out east in our listening area, uh, you got a polar vortex that is coming that there's going to be record low temperatures. 
And so because of the weather and winter and uh, usually the Christmas bills are coming in now uh, from last month, uh, the resolutions that we made uh, for New Year's have been broken. And I just want to read some scripture to you uh, at that time where perhaps you you just feel a little down, a little discouraged, a little bit blue uh, as we find ourselves at this time of the year. And I want to read from Psalm 27 that David writes, I would have lost heart unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait on the Lord and be of good courage, and he shall strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. And as you go through the scriptures, you will see that there is blessing and there is benefit on waiting on the Lord. We don't always like to wait on the Lord, uh, but that's so important in our Christian lives that we learn to do that. He says that he'll be gracious to those who wait on him, Isaiah 30. In the book of uh, Ecclesiastes, uh, he writes about he'll be good to those who wait on the Lord. And uh, we can be of good courage knowing um, that uh, the Lord is going to work in our lives and that, remember this, that spring's right around the corner. It'll be coming, and whatever season that you might be in spiritually, that the Lord sees you and he loves you. So we want to pray for you if you need that prayer. We want to encourage you. Uh, we want to bless you. I, I thank you uh, that you're listening. It's such a privilege to be a part of your day. And uh, so we'll look to the Lord together to be encouraged and uplifted today. So give me a call, 303-690-3000. We have an open line. Grab one of those open lines, and we'll we'll talk about the Lord. But let's go to uh, Mark in Colorado Springs. Mark? Yes, good afternoon, Pastor. How are you? Good. How are you, Mark? I'm, I'm blessed. Thank you. I have a question on John 20, verse 23, and it talks about if you remit a sin, um, it will be remitted unto them, or if you forgive a sin here, it'll be forgiven on, in heaven, uh, something to that sort. And if you um, basically don't forgive them, then it won't be uh, forgiven in heaven. It will be retained in heaven. And I'm trying to understand it, not from the um, Catholic um, dogmatic point of view, but more from a scriptural point of view. What does it actually mean? Yeah, and that's a good question, because we can read that, and we don't want to take away from what the Lord says, right? Right, um, right. We, 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 we want to... Um, so in a lot of ways, we kind of... We, we uh, have to leave it there in what Jesus said, because he meant what he said, and he, he said what he meant. And um, the uh, um, thing about as you read that, we know that forgiveness of sin comes by the blood of Jesus Christ. That's the first truth that we can stand on in the Scriptures. Um, and uh, as we do go to the Lord, um, you know, we ask for forgiveness— uh, we're cleansed by the blood of Jesus Christ. That's what brings us forgiveness. But with that said, we also see here the imperative of forgiving, um, the imperative to forgive somebody, because that is a command that is given uh, in the Scriptures. And we don't want to uh, dismiss that. We don't want to uh, do away with that. So that's kind of where I have to leave that. Um, the imperative to forgive or to forgive others, um, and that can be, I think, one of the most difficult things that God has called us to do is to forgive. Um, is right. to forgive and to, um, you know, the imperative to forgive, especially when we've been cut deep, when we've been hurt by somebody. 
And that is something that we cannot do in our own energies, in our own flesh, right? We have right. to go to the Lord. It has to be a supernatural work um, that he does in our lives. It has to be uh, going to the Lord over and over, bit by bit, day by day, um, saying, Lord, I need help. I can't do this. I, I need help for forgiveness and the honesty of our hearts to give it to the Lord. And, and I think that um, that is so important um, that that we do that. So, you know, I, I need Jesus. I, I need him to, to do that work in, in my heart. Um, we know that our, our sins are forgiven by the blood of Jesus Christ, realizing that how much he has forgiven us. And I think that's an important thing to remember is when we dig in our heels and we're going to say, I'm not going to forgive, then we forget about how much we've been forgiven by the Lord. And so that's where kind of um, with, you know, that in that section, um, I don't want to take away from what the Lord is saying, um, but forgiveness is a work that God has to do in our hearts. And um, so... Um, I, I, I guess I'm trying to understand from the point of view, like... Um, I read it from the King James Version, and and it, said, right. it used the word remit. And so I I had to look it up, and, and, and it's saying basically if I, if I whatever sin um, is canceled here, it's canceled. But if we if we don't forgive them, it won't be forgiven. Um, I, I can understand the point of view for me. Um, if, I, if I call some sin against someone, they forgive. They forgive me, or if they don't forgive me, then it's my responsibility to go to God to get forgiven, not from that person. Right? Or am and, I misunderstanding it? Well, I think I think um, just looking at this again and reading it carefully, um, I think that Jesus gave his disciples a mission, um, right. and this this was the commission to do what Jesus had already prayed for and. John chapter 17, you sent me into the world, and I also sent them into the world. Um, so they are sent after the pattern of Father, you know, and to um, missionaries. And so what uh, we see here is that uh, um, Jesus um, is, is given them authority, and he's given them the apostolic authority. And, uh, and it isn't that they can forgive sin— we know that, right? Right, right, but, right. Yeah, but they know what is right. They know what is good. Um, they know how to speak the truth of the heart of God is what's being spoken of here. Okay. Yeah, okay. so if you forgive the sins uh, of any, they are forgiven them. Because we know the the apostles, they, they couldn't do that. Only the Lord could forgive them. Only Jesus and, can, right. And and you bring up a very good point, Mark, because I don't want anybody listening thinking because, you know, we have certain uh, circles of Christianity or the church that says you have to go to a priest to be right. forgiven, and we go directly to the Lord. And one of the things that Jesus said to the church of Ephesus and Pergamos, he's, he talked about the, the deeds of the Nicolaitans, and that was right. the laity over the people— ruling over the people. And Jesus says, I hate that doctrine because that puts a man between us and him. So, you know, it's important for us to understand we go directly to the Lord. So they're speaking about authority of truth, 
um, that um, those who come along, for example, for you and me, Mark, who say, well, I'm forgiven of God, but they're not a believer in Jesus Christ. We can say with confidence that, no, you're not forgiven, because you can't find forgiveness in any other God, any other leader, in a church, in a pastor, in a priest. It's only through Jesus Christ. And I think that's the main thing to remember as we look at that. Does that help? Uh, Yes. Thank you, Pastor. I appreciate it. You bet. You bet. Thanks for calling, Mark. Mm -hmm. God bless you. God bless. All right, when somebody hangs up, you can uh, also, you know, grab one of those open lines. So 303-690-3000. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Jeff Figs of Calvary Greeley. So glad to be with you. Let's go to Kim in Denver. Kim? Hi, Pastor Jeff. How are you, Kim? Um, I'm okay. Um, I kind of have a combination I, I guess not really a question, but more prayer requests. Um, about two weeks ago, um, I had a dream about the rapture, and um, and then uh, someone gave me the Left Behind series, unbeknownst to them, about my um, dream about the rapture, and uh-huh. just I've been really feeling overwhelmed by it a lot, and. Um, I mean, even it was even preached on earlier today about it, and I'm, and so I'm just kind of feeling a really pressure uh, or a pressing from the Lord on my heart about it, and I just can't seem to shake it, and so I was just kind of wondering if maybe I could get some prayers. Like I'm like crying because um, Mm -hmm. it's really overwhelming. Is and, it um, is it con- is it concerning to you, Kim? Un- unbelievably so. Yeah. Unbelievably so. And like, you know, yeah. And I can I can sense it in your voice, and you're overwhelmed by the thought of the rapture. Are you afraid of the rapture? Not for me, but yes, yes, for me sometimes. Mostly because okay. I I long I have that salvation. I know that there's. There's that yeah. foundation from that, absolutely. So I have that faith. But then, I mean, I don't, sometimes I don't know either. And then I think about my family members who don't yeah. have salvation. Yeah. And absolutely. It, and it scares me, like, unbelievably so, so much, mm-hmm. so, so yeah. much. Even scares me yeah. for people I don't even know, because then I start thinking about, all the things that will happen during the tribulation. I just right. the pain that they would have, you know, and and just and the famine and the death and the, I mean, it's it's so much. And and as yeah. much as I know that God is a loving God, and you know, but He will come for justice. Like He will make sure that He is known. And 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 it's like, and I, I have an urgency to just I just want to help people get saved like so bad which i know yeah i you know kim i appreciate your your heart on this you have a heart that as we read about the rapture of the church and but i want to remind you that as paul was writing to the church of thessalonica they were some of the first christians that were persecuted in the church and they're they're you know they're wondering about their loved ones and in second thessalonians that continues on they thought that they had missed the rapture of the church. And, and 
Paul had talked to them about the day of the Lord, the, the rapture of the church. Um, pretty amazing since we know that Paul, it tells us in the book of Acts that he was there for three Sabbaths. But this is what I want you to be um, encouraged in, that Paul tells us about the rapture of the church, not to um, frighten us, uh, but um, to prepare us. He does it not to burden us, but to comfort us. Because in Second Thessalonians chapter 4, when he talks about the rapture, he says that we who are alive and remain will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and thus we shall always be with the Lord. Therefore, comfort one another with these words. Another time that the rapture is talked about, Jesus talks about it, actually, I believe, in John chapter 14. And he's talking to his disciples that are very troubled. Jesus is going away. Um, he says, where I'm going, you can't come right now. Uh, one of you is going to betray me. Uh, one of you is going to deny me. All of you are going to be made to run away. And they're very troubled in their hearts that night. They don't understand everything that's going on. All they know is the Lord is going away. And Jesus said, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. And in my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. And I go and prepare a place for you. And this is where I believe he's talking about the rapture, and many Bible scholars as well, that if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, um, and then where I am, there you may be also. So the Lord's going to receive us. We will always be with the Lord, as Paul writes in First Thessalonians um, chapter 4, and thus we shall always be with the Lord and comfort one another. So the, the blessed hope is to comfort us. But I understand the flip side of what you're talking about, that when we think about the rapture coming, and it's for every believer, and, um, you know, there's some that come along and say there's a partial rapture, all of this. Uh, it is Paul that wrote in 1 Corinthians 15 that all shall be changed. Uh, we who are alive, uh, he doesn't say some, it says all are going to be changed in a moment in the twinkling of an eye in 1 Corinthians 15, those of us who are in Christ. So we're to be comforted with that. But with that said, then it presses on our hearts. There are going to be those that we love that are left behind. And so what I want to pray with you about, Kim, is that the Lord just comforts you, brings you strength. I so appreciate your heart. I wish that you know more Christians would have that heart of, you know, the Lord can come at any time. And there are going to be those that we love that are going to be left behind. And that can be a scary thought, that can be concerning, because we know it is going to be a difficult time. Um, there are those that I've even talked to that said, well, I don't know about this rapture thing. If the rapture happens, then I'll come to the Lord. And, and you think that is not wise um, at all, because it's going to be very difficult. And if you can't live for Jesus now, how are you going to live for Jesus then when your life may be taken? There's going to be great tribulation that takes place. So those things do concern us. And I think one of the saddest verses in the Bibles, in the book of Jeremiah, when he was talking about the judgment that came upon Jerusalem, that he said that summer's over, you know, the harvest is in, and we're not saved. And I think there are going to be people that we love and talk to, that we explain the return of the Lord, that when the rapture happens, they're going to be saying summer's over. The harvest is in, and we're not saved. Now, there is hope. There's going to be actually a great revival in the tribulation period. 
So that's what you want to pray for, Kim, for your loved ones. Keep sharing with them. Keep loving them. Keep praying for them. Um, But there is hope still in the tribulation period for those that come to Christ. So, Father, I pray for Kim. She has such a tender heart uh, concerning the coming of the Lord. She doesn't need to be burdened by it. She can be comforted by it. But, Lord, also she does have that desire and that burden to pray for those who don't know you, her family members who she loves, friends who she loves, people in general, because we know it's going to be a difficult time. So, Lord, I pray for Kim that you would strengthen her, that she would continue to share with those who are linked to her in her life, and that you would um, just uh, give her the words to say. But, Lord, we also pray um, for those that we know that... um, if the rapture was to happen and they're left behind, that you would touch your hearts because we know there's going to be a great revival that's going to take place through the 144,000, through the two witnesses, through the angels that will fly, uh, one given the gospel. So we know it will be difficult, but Lord, we just pray and commit them all to you. We don't know when the rapture is going to happen, if it's going to be in this generation, but we know that it can happen at any time. So Lord, I pray, minister to Kim, be with her, Um, and just give her wisdom to minister to her family and friends that she cares for. In Jesus' name, amen. Kim, does that help? Kim, are you there? Okay, maybe we lost Kim. Kim, hopefully that's an encouragement to you. Keep praying. You know, you have a heart. I appreciate your heart so much. Um, And we should have a heart. That's why I feel there's a real urgency to uh, be sharing the gospel with others, uh, to be, um, you know, giving them the truth uh, because we don't know how much time is left. I believe we are in the last days and that the rapture could happen anytime. We don't know the day or the hour, um, but we want to be about sharing the gospel, praying for others in every way that we can. Hey, we have some open lines. So 303-690-3000 is the number to call and be on the air. I'd love to talk to you. Let me give you that text line again, 720-336-0897. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Jeff Figgs of Calvary Greeley in northern Colorado. We're going to go ahead and go to Marlton, New Jersey, and talk to Stephen. Stephen? Stephen, are you on the line? Stephen, I know you were holding on for a little bit. Did we lose you? Okay. I don't know if he dropped. I'll wait for the 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 um, response coming in, but he had a prayer question memorizing scripture. Love to talk to you, Stephen, um, if you can. I know that those on the East Coast are weak delayed, but I am seeing that a lot of them are listening actually online and are calling in and listening to today's program. So Stephen, if that's you, please call in. And you want to pray for a friend, Crystal, um, for spiritual issues. And why don't we go ahead and do that um for Stephen. And Lord, we do pray for a Crystal. Stephen called in from Marlton, New Jersey. We pray that you would um, minister to his friend, Crystal. You know what's going on. You know who she is. Uh, we pray that you would uh, bring comfort to her, instruction, strength to her. Um, whatever her need is, Lord, you're everything that we need. So, Lord, we just lift her up to you for you to work. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, 303-690-3000 is the number to call. Give me a call. We have a couple open lines, but let's go ahead and go to Michael and Wiggins. Michael? 
Yes. I How are you, guess. Michael? How you doing? Good. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for calling in. Um, yeah, I had a question. Um, I have a coworker that's kind of um, got a really bad attitude and treats people pretty poorly and claims he's a Christian, but then his actions don't show that. And I was wondering, how do I um, deal with that person? Because I have to deal with him every day, and his actions and his attitude kind of reflects, and it rubs off on me. Yeah, and that, that's and I, difficult. And I'm sure a lot of people that are listening have to deal with that to one degree or another, a coworker, a family member that's very, very negative, and they can say, I'm a Christian. Um, I think, number one, Michael, is to pray for them, first of all, uh, that the Lord will get a hold of their heart. And then if you get an opportunity, I don't know uh, if this coworker is able to you know, listen to you. That's going to be a big key because sometimes people don't want to listen. They don't want to receive. Um, they're not ready to. And so that becomes difficult. But if they are able to receive from you and listen to you, you can talk to them about, you know, that you say you're a Christian, but you're so negative. And, um, and number one, it ruins your witness of the Lord. Um, and second of all, it brings people down. And we know that Ephesians chapter five talks about let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth, but what is, you know, uh, necessary for the hearer, uh, for encouragement. Uh, you can go over some of those verses, and if they're a Christian, they should be willing to listen to that. Proverbs talks about the tongue. You know what it is, how he's negative, how he's bringing people down, how it affects others. And you can tell them with patience and with, you know, kindness, and but with honesty saying, listen, you don't need to be this way, and it affects us, and it, it ends up affecting the, you know, whoever it is at work, and um, you know, um, and see if you can have that honest conversation with them. They may they may re- receive it or not. I don't know. Yeah, is it is it um, wrong to um, not not so much judge the person but judge the person? You know what I mean. Well, I, 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 not, not a judgment yeah. in the right way. You know what I mean? Yeah, and um, and here's the thing, uh, Michael. I think as Christians that, especially when somebody says I'm a Christian, that we can bring correction to them. Yeah. Um, a lot, a lot of times, when a Christian is in sin or carnality or doing something that's bringing others down, we like to. You know, I'm not going to judge you, or they'll even say, don't judge me. Don't judge me, man. And it's like, listen, I'm not judging you, but I want you to do well in the things of the Lord and bring that correction to them. And I think that we have a responsibility to do that. Um, and because a lot of times they don't even know they're doing it. Uh, they don't know how they're affecting others. And to say, listen, you need to wake up, smell the coffee, and this is what's going on. And I'm telling you this not because I'm judging you, but it's wrong, and I want you to do well, and um, it's not good in the sight of God. And sometimes it's hard for people to hear that, and he may get real defensive, but it's probably because he'll be convicted. So you know him, you you know if he'll listen to you or whatever. Well, I I, I have done that before, and I I said you know you're you say you're a Christian, but you're talking to me pretty poorly right now, and. 
he goes, well, what are you, my spiritual leader? And so I, he thinks he, he's told me several times that he's more of a Christian than I am. So, Okay, well, kinda... just tell him, listen, listen, I'm a brother, and you take this, and I'm just going to, you know, you can give it to him, and then you got to give it to the Lord. That's all you can do, Michael. Okay. He's got to be willing to listen. So, hey, we're getting ready to go to break. Let me pray with you. Father, Thank I pray you. for Michael, and I'm sure it's a difficult situation a lot of people listening face. So, Lord, I pray that this one that Michael's dealing with would open his heart to receive from him, to be corrected, and to speak those things that are edifying rather than tearing down. So be with Michael. Give him wisdom. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks, amen. Michael. Appreciate your calling. I'll be praying Thank for you. you. Hey, we'll be right back. I know uh, Sharon and Brent, you're, you're waiting, and we'll be getting back to you on the other side of the break. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Hey, welcome back to the second half of Calvary Live. This is Pastor Jeff Figgs of Calvary Greeley. So glad to be with you this afternoon. We do have some uh, open uh, lines 303-690-3000 is the number to call to be on the air. Let me give you that text line again, 720-336-0897, and we'll get to your calls. We've got a couple open lines, and we're going to uh, get back to the phone lines in just a minute. But I do want to let you know that uh, we have church tomorrow night here at Calvary Greeley. We are going through the book of Revelation. Just started that study in January. We took three Wednesdays to go through chapter one. So we're going to start chapter two uh, tomorrow. And chapters two and three, as many of you know, are the seven letters to the seven churches. And they are very, very powerful. I think it's some of the richest chapters in all of the book of Revelation because it deals with us directly. It deals with us individually. It deals with us as, as uh, a church. And if Jesus was to write you a letter or he was to write our church a letter, what would he say? And in those letters, uh, he is writing to them. He gives positive affirmation of what they're doing well. He commends them. He gives corrective instruction to them in the things that they're not doing well, rebuke and correction. He was just talking with Michael about that. Um, and, and, you know, we are to um, bring correction to others as Christians, but the Lord is the one that brings us correction as Christians, and uh, he chastens us because he loves us. And uh, so he talks about that, and then an eternal promise. And so they're very, very rich, and I think they're some of the richest chapters that we have in the book of Revelation and all of Scripture. So come join us, 7 o'clock at Calvary Chapel Greeley. Got a place for all the kids and for the youth. You can check us out on our website, calvarychapelgreeley.com, for further information, um, things that are taking place uh, here at Calvary Chapel, uh, on directions and all of that. Sunday mornings, 8, 9, 30, and 11, three Sunday morning services that we're going through the Book of Romans. And the Book of Romans is an incredible study. We're in Chapter 8. It is so rich. And if you've never done a, a good study in Romans, uh, I tell you what, it is life-changing. So come join us on Sunday and love to meet you and your family. Again, we got a place for all the kids um, on Sunday morning as well. But we do want to go back to the phone lines. 
we want to, let's go to, I believe Sharon is next from Aurora. Sharon? Yes, I'm here. How are you? I'm doing okay. Uh, I was just more calling to let uh, people be aware. Um, I know people probably heard about in New York, they had the full term, they passed the law for full term abortion. And um, that's what they're trying to pass here tomorrow in Colorado for full term abortion. And they're also trying to pass a thing where. Schools have to teach that basically homosexuality and like transvestites and other stuff is the norm, and that and teach them how to actually have sex, like from elementary school and up. That's what they're trying to pass here in Denver tomorrow. You know, as we see the, the culture, the trend. Um, of course, uh, hearing about the new law in New York that um, abortion is available up to full term. Um, it breaks my heart. It breaks the heart yeah. of God. It, it's um, so tragic. And they call it health care. Um, and it's not health care. And yeah. of course, we've seen this going on. Um, uh, I know that Iowa, uh, the good news is Iowa passed a real restrictive abortion um, law. But the, the, the bottom line is this, that we believe as Christians the sanctity of life and um, that that is a child in the womb that um, is to live uh, and to protect. Um, and so we need to keep praying for our nation. We need to pray for state. I, I didn't know that if there's some new bills going before, um, you know, the, the legislature in the state capitol, um, you know, all the things that are going on, uh, of course, uh, the whole homosexual agenda and transgender agenda and, and things like that. That's why we need to be praying and, and yeah. sharing. We need to be sharing truth and standing on the truth of God's word. And um, and and that's that's what we're going to do. And so I think uh, let's go ahead and pray for that. Lord, we do pray. Uh, Sharon calls and reminds us of what we see uh, in our culture, in our nation, uh, the sin of our nation of abortion, uh, millions upon millions of unborn children being taken from their mother's womb. And Lord, uh, we pray that there would be, we know that the hope is you, that there be an outpouring of your Holy Spirit in this land. Um, we see that sin abounds, that sin is celebrated. Um, what is evil is called good. Uh, what is good is called evil. Uh, and, Lord, we want to stand for truth. We want to stand for the truth of God's word. And so, Lord, uh, we know that people are deceived. They're blinded by the enemy, um, that the, the darkness is getting darker. And so, Lord, we pray for our nation. We pray for our state, that there be, uh, again, an outpouring of your Holy Spirit. I pray for Christians to stand for truth. And I also pray for pastors. I pray for churches to stand for the truth of what God's Word declares because it breaks your heart and it breaks our hearts as we see all these things. That there would be repentance and a turning to you and, Lord, a calling out to you. That is the hope of our nation. It isn't in a political party. Uh, it isn't in um, those things. It's in you alone. 
And uh, so, Lord, we see a nation that's getting further away from you, but, Lord, we know that you can save, and you're mighty to save. So, Lord, I just pray that you would work and that this would go down in defeat, that uh, our policymakers um, somehow uh, would not give in to this and know that it's wrong. And we just lift this up in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hey, Sharon. I'll be looking for that. Um, Yeah, I hadn't heard about that, but that's very concerning. So. Yeah, and that's why I was on call, so people can pray and make calls the Congress and their legislatures and say, we don't want that here, you know? Yeah. And yeah. And you know, the, the whole abortion, um, you look at the history of it. Um, the whole uh, movement towards abortion started here in Colorado is what I understand. And that we were, yeah, the first state to, to legalize it. So, um, not a good history there, but we keep praying, we keep praying and, and for God to intervene and, and that's where our battle is. Our battle is in prayer and in sharing truth and in loving others. And thus the weapons of our warfare. So thank you, Sharon. Appreciate it. Oh, you're, you're welcome. Thank you. All right. Okay. Bye. All right. Bye-bye. Be praying for our nation. Be praying for our state. Be praying for, you know, our communities. Uh, we need to desperately be doing that. Hey, we do have some open lines. 303-690-3000. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Jeff Figs at Calvary Greeley. And love to talk to you. So grab one of those open lines. we got plenty of time to answer your questions or pray with you or share with you scripture that will help you in understanding. Um, maybe some questions that come up in your Bible reading or teaching that you heard. Well, do my best. Uh, but let's go to line one. You're on Calvary Live. Hello? So, um, I don't know, um, Frank, if they dropped. Um, so, um, anyway, if somebody that had a question, yeah, they, they dropped. And, uh, but if you called in, you're listening, you, your question is how to deal with someone that can't be humble, a new believer, um, somebody who talks a lot, um, and, um, and I think, again, it goes back a little bit what Michael was talking about, um, to just pray for them, be patient with them, especially if they're a new believer. Um, God will work humility in them. That's one of the things that God is good at, is working humility. And uh, and um, I know he's done that. A lot of us that are listening are going, yeah, when I first became a believer, I knew a lot, and the Lord humbled me. So just just pray and just keep um, talking to them and encourage them. Uh, when somebody talks a lot, uh, talks over you, doesn't want to listen, that's very difficult. Uh, I understand that. Um, but you just keep praying and just ask the Lord to humble them. And the Lord is very good about doing that. Um, and and he will do that work. So uh, sorry that you dropped. Let's go to Dustin in Colo- uh, somewhere in Colorado. Dustin? Hi, how are you doing, Jeff Figs? Good, Dustin. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Um, good. Yeah, I just um, I just had a question. Um, yesterday I called a a prayer line. You know, just uh-huh. uh, like one of those prayer lines. And uh-huh. they. Uh, so my question was, um, 
does First uh, Corinthians fifteen thirty three uh, mean mean that we cannot be friends with unbelievers? Well, I'm looking at First Corinthians fifteen thirty three uh, fifty three or thirty three. Yes. You said Fif- yeah fifteen thirty three. I'm sorry. Do not be deceived. Evil company corrupts good habits. Um, here's the thing. When it talks about friends, um, how much influence do they have with you? It does not mean that we cannot talk to those, and this is where the distinction is, and be a witness to and be a light to and begin to develop a relationship with nonbelievers. How else are they going to to hear about the love of Jesus Christ, right? Um, so I think that the key word here in verse 33 is do not be deceived. Evil company corrupts good habits. That when you're running around with somebody, when you're being um, taken in by somebody who is going to begin have that negative influence on you, that's where you need to be careful. Listen, we as Christians, we need to talk to the unbelievers. We need to pray for them. We need to be a witness to them. So, of course, we want to be wise in that. But if we are keeping company, and the whole idea here of that is that, you know, you're running around together, you're involved in things together that is bringing you down and is um, causing corruption and tempting you to sin, then there needs to be kind of a a separation that's there. Um, It's kind of like Jesus uh, in the Gospels. You know that Jesus in the Gospels, remember that he went to Matthew's house? Dustin, and Matthew was known as a sinner. And then the religious leaders came along, and the religious leaders said, um, you know, why does your master eat with tax collectors and sinners? They were so upset. And Jesus would give an answer, and and he would say, you know, go and tell them what this means, and he desires uh, mercy. And and, um, we know that he would go on to say to the religious leaders, that, you know, those who are well don't need a physician. Well, you know, he was there because he was influencing those who were there. Matthew, I believe, Levi, who was a tax collector, invited all his friends to his house to have Jesus there to meet his new Lord. And I'm not going to be collecting taxes anymore. I'm going to follow, you know, my new Lord, my Savior, and he introduced Jesus to them. And that's what we are to do. Um, We are to introduce Jesus to others. But we also know that there are times where we can't get involved in the actions, sinful, you know, people that uh, could bring corruption, get involved with them, um, be yoked to them, um, you know, be involved in their activities and stuff that will bring us down. And that's where we need to be careful. That's where we need to be wise. We don't want to meddle to our own hurt uh, spiritually and be drugged down by others. Um, Let me give you an illustration of that. In the Old Testament, in the book of Genesis, when Jacob heard that his brother Esau was coming at him with 400 men, you know, Esau was a very carnal man. He was very much afraid. But when Esau came to Jacob, it was a warm welcome. You know, they embraced each other. They hadn't seen each other for 20 years. Uh, Jacob introduces him, uh, Jacob, to his, you know, family. Um, and then Esau said something. He said, why don't you travel with us? 
go with us. And it was Jacob that said, no, I'm not going to go. You go ahead, and we're going to go to Canaan. And that's what I mean by, you know, I'm not going to travel with you. I'm not going to keep company with you that's going to have a negative influence on me and my family. But but I'm, I'm going to share with you the love of Jesus Christ. And I'll have coffee with you. I'll buy you lunch. Um, but there's a real distinction that's there and real wisdom that is needed there. Does that help out? Um, yeah, that's, that's good. I guess, uh, I guess the reason I bring that up is because I, I felt like, uh, I feel like some, some Christians think that they got to completely isolate themselves right. from not, not being around people that are different from them, you know? Right. And, and, um... and I, the thing is, if you look at the character of God, that God is love. And if we're to imitate God, then we are to love. Right. And that's exactly true what you're saying. And, you know, there's some there's some people out there that are non-believers that they're, you know, they're just kind of um they're helpful, they're good, and and um and we can have a conversation with them, we can develop a relationship with them. Um so I, I think that here Paul's talking to the Corinthians where there was a lot of stuff going on, a lot of carnality, and I think what he's saying is, listen, don't let, you know, don't be deceived, don't let evil company, and that's the key, uh, that somehow they're involved in evil works or, or evil something, corrupt you in your heart and in your mind. Just just be wise and be discerning. But we are going to have a relationship with non-believers, and there are those who will isolate themselves me, I, I like to get out in the community. I like to minister to those who aren't believers. I, I'm, we could easily hear at churches stay within our church or four walls, and we've been talking a lot about that. We're going through uh, Greg Laurie's new book, Jesus Revolution, where you know people were getting saved in that Jesus movement, and it's because they were reaching out to their friends. They were loving them. They were ministering to them, and that's what we are to be doing. So I think the main thing is uh, we don't don't need to uh, isolate ourselves, but we don't want to be pulled down um, and and to keep that evil company that's corrupting us or our family. And sometimes Christians can do that as well. And uh, so there's a real discernment. There's you know kind of that um, you know hey if you want to go on Esau, go ahead and do that, but I'm not going to do it. But I am going to keep the relationship and telling you the love of Jesus Christ, and um, I'm going to care for you, and I'm going to give you truth. So, um, I don't think we need to isolate ourselves. I, I, I don't think Christians are called to isolate themselves. Yeah. Oh, I didn't want to take too much time, but I, uh, I had a uh, prayer request. Um, there's something, and I've talked to some of the other some other pastors and even a pastor at Calvary as well. Um, I have a friend who's, a, who's, you know, I was just going to see if you could, you know, say a prayer for me. And I have a friend who's in jail as well. And okay. her name, her name is Miriam. Okay. Absolutely. And uh, yeah, she, I just, just wanted, you know, to keep her in prayer, you know? Yeah. Keep, 
keep encouraging her as much as you can and um and telling her of the things of the Lord and um they need to see light. So Father, I, I pray for Dustin. He has a heart for people and I appreciate that. And and Lord, um as he um reads the scripture, we know that we can be brought down by um you know, just um, that which can cause us to stumble and sin. We don't want to be a part of it, but we don't want to isolate ourselves. Lord, I do pray for Marion, who's in jail. You care for her, and you love her, and I pray that um, that she uh, would hear your voice somehow. Um, I pray that uh, you help Dustin be able to minister to her, and um, Lord, that she would come to you and know that there's forgiveness, that there's restoring, um, that that you can work. And so, Lord, you have a heart for those um, who are struggling. You came to save those um, that need saving. And you didn't come, you know, the physician come to those who are well, but those who are sick and in need, and that's all of us. So, Lord, I pray for Mary, and I pray that you would minister to her, help her, and that, Lord, you be with Dustin as he ministers to others, and um, that all of us would be a light to others. Um, in the best way that we can, in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, Dustin, thanks for calling. Appreciate it. Thank you. You have a good day. You too, Dustin. All right, 303-690-3000. Let's go to Ann in Aurora. Hello. Hi, Ann. How are Hi. you, Ann? I'm, I'm doing well, thank you. Um Good. I just need some extra prayer for my nieces and nephew and my sister and her husband. Um, my niece is now 21. She's in her fourth year of college. Um, they, she's down in Florida now, and they, she now believes that she's not really a girl or a female. And her boyfriend wants to be a woman, and he's transitioning. And she won't let me talk to her anymore. Um, my other two nieces, they're in, um, high school and one believes she's a lesbian and my nephew has a lot of anger issues. And one of them that she's a lesbian hates her brother because I think he did something to her and she said he did. So it's just like, I don't know what to say to them anymore. I have loved them. I'm their godmom, my husband and I, and, um, I was a youth leader for, four years at my former church, and I I just don't know. I feel like my prayers haven't been heard. Uh-huh. It's like, why, so it's like, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to pray anymore for him. Yeah. You know, um, it is difficult, and it's difficult days, and we're going to pray. And, you know, it's interesting. We went through the book of Isaiah, and we look at this and it's overwhelming. We think that this is, you know, new, this is, um, but it's something that even Isaiah was dealing with back in his day because he talks about, yeah, he talks about, um, that, um, those who come along and, and say, you know, uh, the potter, you know, he didn't make me this way. He has no understanding. Um, and Uh that's what's being said today. And you can read those verses in Isaiah. And he goes on and he, he talks about the importance um, of, you know, just 
given the Word of God line upon line, precept upon precept, and okay. to encourage those in, who may be listening that God made you wonderfully. He made you the way you are. Gender is important to him, and he didn't make yeah. any mistakes. And um, and those who would say that, you know, the potter doesn't understand, he doesn't see, uh, he didn't mm-hmm. make me this way, he did make you that way. And yes. so, you know, uh, even as it would be Paul that would borrow that in the book of Romans, and he would say the potter, you know, um, this the clay state of potter, why did you make me this way? Um, and and he has a wonderful plan for us. And that's one of the things that we're instilling in our kids. That was the theme for Vacation Bible School last year uh, that we did here, is that mm-hmm. um, that God made you, and he loves you, and that um, he has a plan for you. He wants to save you. And that's what our children need to hear because the world is telling them and confusing them, um, yes. you know, about they weren't made by the potter, by the creator, um, and that, uh, you know, all these things. And so we want to give them truth. So you continue as much as you can to give them truth and okay. pray for them. Okay. And yes. then um, because the Lord loves, listen, he loves the homosexual. He loves the transgender. Of course. He, yes. he wants he wants them to get saved yes. and he wants them to know the truth that there's a wonderful God that we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works that we are his poem that's that's the workmanship is poem and when you make a poem it comes from the heart and 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 God desires to use them we are created for his good pleasures um, we are created. Uh, to bring him glory, Isaiah declares. And so those are just uh, verses that we can share with them. And that okay. there is a loving God who created you, and he loves you, and he died okay. for you. He wants to save you. I might you. have a chance to meet um, her, my niece's friend, uh, going to her graduation in May. Um, uh-huh. But if I say anything, <laughs> she might never want to talk to me again. Yeah, but you know what? Just share with them the love of Jesus Christ, the truth of Jesus Christ. Um, and, and I think that let the, the the truth of the Lord really minister to their hearts. And okay. um, to say, I want you to know the one that I know who died for you yeah. and loves you and made you the way that you are and to give them truth and to give them, you know, um, yeah. some clarity and understanding in that. So why don't we pray? Father, as Anne um, is uh, just praying for her family, nieces and nephews, um, and that, Lord, I've fallen into the deception that's out there. um, And, Lord, that she would be able to, in love, give them truth, give them the truth of the love of Jesus Christ, that he died for them, um, that that God made them the way they are and he has a wonderful plan for them. And Lord, that you would touch their hearts. You would take the blindfold off that you would, that you would help them to see spiritually uh, the deception that's there, that you are the master potter that forms us and made us. And you desire for us to understand that, that we are your workmanship as we come to you 
that you created us for a reason, to worship you and to have fellowship with you and to know you. So, Lord, I pray that you'll help Anne um, with that, to talk to her to her family. And, Lord, I know that there are many out there right now listening as we end the show now that have friends, that have family members, coworkers that are struggling with the same thing. And, Lord, that we would pray and that we would give them the good news of the gospel and that we would be ones that uh, we wouldn't be afraid to do that. But, Lord, we want to give people hope, the hope that only comes from you. And uh, so, Lord, help us to do that. Help us to to give them um, truth from a loving God, that they are wonderfully made in their mother's womb. And your thoughts towards them are continual. So, Lord, we pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you, Pastor. I appreciate you. You bet, Anne. God bless you. I'll be praying for you. God bless you, you too. Thank you. You know, it reminds me, we're getting ready to end the show. And uh, I know not everybody got through, um, and we apologize for that. But very difficult, um, you know, days in which we were living in. And um, so what I pray is that we would love people enough to give them truth and that we would speak the truth in love, as Paul writes in the book of Ephesians, that we would um, stand on the truth of God's word and love others. So, hey, thank you all for calling in. Uh, had a great show. And, um, and we'll talk to you next time. We'll be back on Friday, back on Calvary Live. God bless you. been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's Word.